<laughs> I have had the craziest seven days of like I I feel like I have um been in a ten year long relationship in seven days. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Jesus. It's it's, it's um over one. Okay. <laughs> that happens. And but it's bad, like it's bad, bad. Oh like I'll goodness. just like I'll let you okay, so the end of my conversation with the guy today, <laughs> the last thing that he said or the conversation we had was like, um, how did he word it? Oh, you made me realize that I need to marry my ex. What? Yeah. Kind of bad. <laughs> oh, that's rude. Could have kept that to itself. Like, like, but it was intentional. Like, that's just the vibe of the whole like situation. Like, it yeah. has been the craziest seven days of my life. Like, literally, I I got home at four this morning and I had to be to work at seven. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wild. No. It's been a while. Like it made me want to go back to my old days and like you know what I'm saying, like ride by and kind of like slash a tire or three <laughs> or like <laughs> bust a window out. But I'm like, nah, because if somebody can say something like that to you, they're crazy too. And I don't have time for that part. Yeah. So no, I don't blame Yeah, you. it's been wild. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I can relate. I mean, the woman I've dealt with in the past so far is because we didn't get to the intro, but we'll do the intro in a second. But like the one okay. I dealt with so far, I had one chick. So we went to school together, went to Morgan mm-hmm. together, whatever. I tried to holler at her back then. She didn't want no parts. I said, cool, mm-hmm. respect. I don't force nobody to do what they don't want to do. Uh-huh. After college, all of a sudden, she's all over me. But I'm like, you live all the way up NY, so I don't see how this is going to work. But she's like, well, I'll come and visit. I'm like, well, cool, come visit. Yeah. And she cancels with that. I'm like, fine, okay, I don't really care. Yeah. All of a sudden, she hits my phone talking about, like, yo, like, how you Be lonely. been? lonely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's like, yo, how you been? I'm like, I'm been straight. What's good? She's like, talking about she had found somebody she wanted to talk to. I'm like, cool. I don't, I mean, I did too. Good. So then she gets pregnant by the guy, and then Whoa. she ends up getting engaged. So then she's like, yo, I want you to come up to the baby shower. I'm what? like, what the fuck is your problem? What, what does she have going on? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, son, so I was talking to some of my other friends, like some of my other homegirls. It was like, she sounded desperate as shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I would like some free food, but dog, I'm not going up to no New York. Not just free to... food. Like, yeah, let me get a plate. Give me some baby shower <laughs> meatballs, honestly. Exactly. Like, let me, <laughs> let me benefit since you wasted my time. Like, you could have hollered me back in college when I wanted to talk to you. But then she yeah. was like, yeah, I'm getting engaged now. On this and that, and then like after COVID, for you. yeah, like after COVID hit, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm definitely not coming up there now. But then she kept trying to text me. I kept being very short with her. I'm like, this is very rude to tell somebody. But then at the same time, she's it's pregnant. So crazy. So I and was... people like they get into this mode of like, I'm just being honest or like I keep it real. Like, nigga, I don't care about you keeping it real. Like, you need to keep it real, respectful. Is what you need to do because that's out of line. Like. It is. At the end of the day, I just feel like I'm very big on treating people how you want to be treated and like not even just being a nice person, but just being a kind person. Because nice will get you messed up too. Like being too nice is not really the wave. But just being kind, like being mindful of other people's emotions or what they have going on. And that's not to say that like you have to cater to them or like, you know, like make them feel any type of way just because you don't want to hurt their feelings and stuff. But right. you do need to just think about the fact that like you don't know where people are coming from. You don't know what they've gone through in the past. Like you don't know what could be a trigger. Like you don't know. Yeah. So it's like it's best to just handle things with a little bit of like coos. Like people are just I don't know. I don't get this whole like free wave of like, I'ma just do what I want, say what I want. You know, like it's not okay. Nobody's going to, you can't coexist with people like that. You can't build a relationship like that. You can't have community and connection like that. Like, it's just not okay. I don't like that. Nah, it's I'm with mean. you. <laughs> I'm with you. It's, it's mean and it's exhausting because it's like some people really don't see the fault in their ways. And it's like, though, I yeah. mean, yes, men and women do you deal with, are you that self-centered to the point where you just don't care? Like, yeah, I think everybody is self-centered, though. I do think that. I think that, you know, we live in a time where, we got like Instagram, right? You mm-hmm. you go on your Instagram, you taking selfies. Like True. it's all about you. Twitter, it's all your thoughts and you want everybody to chime into what you're thinking and it's important. And you know, like I take part in it too, but it's like you gotta double back on the fact that like these are all like social media things. So like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be social. Like you're supposed to dig a little bit into my life and I dig a little bit into yours. But it's very, very self consuming. Like 
it's all about what you have going on and it's crazy no it is john because people expect to be in an echo chamber all the time it's like that's not reality yeah yeah not how the world works at all Mm-mm. so for the listeners it's probably just not jumping in because i'm gonna try to throw the intro in there what's good y'all it's another episode of the podcast <laughs> it's your host Shaw solo with a very special guest you go ahead and announce yourself hi guys i'm india um lily lifestyle on all the socials that's lifestyle with two e's at the end for sure <laughs> you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself even though i guess they kind of got an idea yeah i mean i just <laughs> Um, sure. So I, I grew up in Waldorf with Rashad. We went to school together forever, like literally. For sure. <laughs> forever, like elementary forever. And um I left uh I was gonna say Charlotte. I left Waldorf in two thousand fourteen and moved to Charlotte. So I've been here for seven years. Wow. Um, ain't that crazy? Seven years, bro. That's wild. Yeah, it'll be seven in, in January, so yeah, it's Damn. nuts. But um, I love it here. It's so cool. Like, it's a good mix of, like, not doing nothing and doing too much. <laughs> it's, like, right in the middle. <laughs> so it's kind of cute. And um, I work full-time in dentistry here. I'm also a hairstylist. Oh, wow. um, I recently started in May a home decor, a handmade home decor company, um, or business, rather, um, after my grandma passed from Oh, muscle circumdonances. Yeah, thank you. Um, but she, because um, she had COVID, like, we couldn't go in her apartment and stuff to get, like, you know, memorabilia and, like, keepsakes right. or whatever. Like, all I had literally was, like, the flowers from her funeral. And so I made, like, coasters with them. And people kind of were like, oh, can you make me some and whatever. And it just kind of blew up from there. So now I do, like, all kinds of stuff. So that kind of blossomed into something really, really nice considering the circumstances. Nah, definitely. Uh- yeah. Yeah, but so yeah, I be busy doing. Nah, stuff. I can tell. I didn't know you were that multi. I know I know you're multifaceted, but damn, put me to shame. Yeah, I be trying to stay out the way. Then you get into situations like this with old boy. You be like, I be minding my business. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm with you on that now. Like I'm so like, I mean, even pre-COVID, like I was just kind of like trying to stay to myself and stay out the way. It's not try to get so much attention from stuff. Now I don't really like getting a lot of attention no more. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's real, like, and on all my, like, socials, I always put, like, Basic and Budget in. That's actually my website, shamelessbook, <laughs> basicandbudgeting.com. Um, but I I really just be living this normal life. It's so funny, because, like, when I first moved mm-hmm. to Charlotte, I was, like, you know, like, girls at home, like, a little bit of flashy. You know, we always got to be on, and hair, and the makeup, and this and that. I moved to Charlotte, child. I be outside with oh, wow. on. I don't even wear makeup daily anymore. Like, I'll wear makeup if I go out, but on a day-to-day, nope. I don't cut all my hair off where I used to wear weave all the time. Like, you just, and that kind of brings, like, I guess to, like, one of your questions, too, that you have for today. But it's just, like, moving away just was, like, the best thing I could have done. Nah, ever. Sounds like it. Hell of a, I'm not saying you were yeah. down, but hell of a level up. Like. Yeah. I mean, technically, it was a little. <laughs> It was a little special. It was definitely a level up. Definitely a glow. Yeah. Definitely. Nah, for sure. So for the pendant all of the week, what would you say is an experience you think uh, it's imperative that everyone should endure? Everybody needs to move away from home. Outside of moving away from home for school, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like, because I went away for school. I mean, I went to Frostburg, but it was still away. It was still three hours from home home. Um, but the experience of moving to Charlotte, when I'm talking about you got to grow up and you have to get to see that things are just different from what you're used to. Like you, you live in a bubble, you know what I'm saying? Like, even like when I was at home, I worked with my mother and my godparents, um, at a dental office. I came home to them same people. I went to church with similar people. You know, you go through those routines and that's your life. And then I moved to Charlotte, and it's like, wow, like, people think differently. Like, people have other opinions on things. And, like, you know, it was just – it was really eye-opening. I had to go through, like, a bunch of different challenges, which I don't really say that I had bad times in Charlotte because it definitely grew me up. Um, My mom always jokes, and she be like, you became a Southern belle. She's like, it's the best thing that happened to you. Like, your attitude has changed a lot. I was nasty. Coming from up north, you know, we kind of look at people like, what you looking at? Like, you don't speak to people – 
But I got to Charlotte, you know, you in the South. Granted, a lot of times it's fake and it's that just like Southern hospitality. But people speak, hey, good morning. You know what I'm saying? Like you talk to people and it's just different. So I think it's important to kind of get out of your comfort zone and what's familiar to you. It stretches you a lot. Nah, for sure. I agree with that as well. Like, even though, like, I didn't go that far from school either. Like, Baltimore's not that far from, like, Waldorf. But Baltimore is honestly oh, a is. different world. I, mean, I was going to get so. to that. Definitely. <laughs> I, I learned a lot there. I mean, outside of education yeah. and school and stuff, it's just, like, people's temperaments and way of life are just, like, completely different. It's like, yeah. wow, you live like this? It's, like, almost like a you're on a different planet. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, yeah. it was necessary for, for growth for me because it's, like, not everybody thinks like me. Not everybody is. Like, not even just the, the locals there, but other kids I'm in the college with, too. I went to school with a lot of people that haven't, I mean, I came from a great background, but, I mean, I went to school with kids never been in no fist fights and shit like that. Kids are not used to yeah. drinking and shit like that. Like, other stuff, too, as well. But it was just, yeah. like, a little bit of culture stuff for them. And for me, too. I'm like, bro, like, this stuff that y'all are into, I did this in high school, so I don't really care to get involved, you know? Yeah, it's, it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, what I will say, yeah. though, experience, I think it's imperative that everybody should endure is heartbreak, for sure. Gotta get your feelings hurt. Oh, we don't like that. You say what? Why not? (laughs) I agree, though. But it it does. But at the same time, it makes you get a better understanding of who you are as a person. Now, you know, like because if you allow it to, because some people go real low. Like some people, when they get their heart broken, like, and I'm gonna say it. I don't care what y'all guys say. Like all the men in the room. But like when men get their heart broke. Y'all wild out, and y'all don't be the same. It be different. <laughs> y'all can't take. And it's just like, well, hey, you know, it's like, it's life. Y'all do it all yeah, the some, time. Some of us do. Not all men. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I'm... No, not all men. Yeah. I'm not one. Because, I mean, but, this happens, though. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you got to experience it to get an understanding of who you are as a person, man or woman. Like, you have to. Or whatever you identify as for those that's listening. I'm not going to get into that whole spiel. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, you have to <laughs> you have to endure that at some point. Because without that, you always thinking, like, the one person you deal with is like, yo, this is it. This is all I want. And then come to find out, this isn't really what you want at all. You wanted this because of, the, of a phase of your life you were in. You know, like, it had been times where I want to deal with yeah. some women that's just like, Damn, she looks great. I'm gonna try to see what's up with her, and then you get to know her. It's like, okay, yeah, ain't nothing ain't going nothing on there. there. It's like you know, <laughs> she has a great job, or she got a lot going for herself, but her personality wasn't the best. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna still try to yeah. work on it because maybe you know, she'll eventually she'll like me. Something you know, maybe if I start doing this, she'll like yeah. me. And then it's like, bro, she's not changing, man. What's your problem? Why are you wasting your time? Like, yeah, come on, man. So, what do you mm-hmm. think of? Okay, so I just had this conversation recently about like, um, I was. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. let me just say this. I'm in a phase of my life where I've been, like, mm-hmm. serial dating. Um, like, legitimately, like, I would be going on dates, like, Damn. two nights a week. Just, like, getting to know people, like, trying to see what's out there. Because I'm like, well, it's people mm-hmm. out here. So, yeah, of course. But, um, so, one thing, like, I met this guy, like, some months ago. Um, like, like, right at the beginning of COVID, I think. And... He was cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, he checked off the boxes like you were saying, but, like, I just wasn't into mm. it. And it was, like, you kind of... I feel like when people, like, break up or, like, stop talking or whatever or, like... I feel like it always has to be a big to-do. Like, if it's not a heartbreak situation, it's almost like you try to force yourself to stay, like you said, to, like, yeah. figure it out. But I think it's super important, too, to know, like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like, you can just go. That's true. <laughs> like, you don't have to just stay. But it's odd because I don't feel like we talk about that enough. Like, if you're just not into it, then just don't be into it. But then you, like, a year down the line, you, like, looking at somebody else, and then you done cheated, or the other person that cheated. It's like, but you knew you ain't like that from the beginning. You tried to make it be something that yeah. it wasn't. You know what, though? I think sometimes that comes from, well, it's obviously ego, but also, like, trying to live for, like, to please others, not just like your your mom or your yeah. dad or your or your friends or something like that or coworkers or something like that. Especially people that are very braggadocious, like man, I got this going. My girl does this or my man yeah. does this for me, so it's like I'm gonna try to show this off, like a trophy, basically. You know, some people yeah. get caught up yeah. in that bullshit yeah. and in that hype sometimes. You know, and I'm not, true, but I'll admit, like I'm definitely guilty of that. I've done that plenty of times. You know, throughout my twenties, I'm like, yeah. oh, looking back, I'm like, wow, Rashad, you're a head ass for this. You knew damn well you didn't want no part of this. <laughs> And then it's been on the flip side, too. It's like some women I've dealt with where it's like, you know, I liked you, but I'm not into you that way anymore. And then 
sometimes they try, yeah. don't take no for an answer for some reason. And for people to try to act fake shock, yes, there's women that don't take no for an answer. Trust me. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> Especially when they pull up to your place unannounced. It's like, all right, man. I got to call the police. Yikes, yeah, exactly. Like, shit like <laughs> that is like, come on, man, please. So, yeah. But, but like I yeah. said, though, I think it's, it's important to endure heartbreak of, on some degree, you know, because what you really wanted. So what do you feel like you learned from, like, what do you feel like you learned from heartbreak? Uh, I think it definitely helped me learn what are my non-negotiables are as far as dating. Um, and I'll also mm-hmm. say it also helped me um, learn more about myself as far as, like, what I'm into, what I'm not into. There's been times, I remember, like, when I yeah. was in college, and I used to have this petty mindset thinking, like, man, the woman I'm dealing with ain't been in college or got a degree or working towards a degree. I don't want to talk to her because she ain't working towards nothing. Yeah. In reality, now that I see that, being, I'm thinking about eight years removed now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that don't mean anything because I got a degree. It could be, a, it's plenty of hood rats with degrees, yeah. man. You know, it ain't no different. It's no That's different, you know. So it's like I can't That's think with that 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 mindset thinking like, oh, they're less than because they don't have no paperwork or some shit like that. Like, nah, that's not the way it is, man. There's yeah. Plenty of people out here that don't have degrees or have degrees. That's fine, you know. It's got fine. Basically, I learned that I had to find what works for me, what's perfect yeah. for me, you know, because perfection doesn't exist. But because I like I I see this all the time in some of my uh, group chats. I mean, I'm like, dog, why would you? At least, mate, I don't know women do this, but I know some men do this stupid shit too. Like they'll post a woman and be like, "What y'all think?" And it's like, why oh. would you want to talk to? Why would we want... I mean, we do that in the group chat. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, it's a human thing then. But my, basically, yeah. it's just like, why would you want somebody that your friends are also interested in as well? You know? Yeah. yeah I think that's. I don't think that's the best thing to do to me now that I'm older, because it's like. All right, your friends are interested in women, enter then what? What is she interested in them when y'all meet at some point? Then yeah. you're building a whole new situation. I think though, it, well, it come. I get what you're saying, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes from like you want your friends to validate your decision. Like you mm-hmm. want to know, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to know, like yeah, like y'all not gonna be embarrassed if I pull up with Shawty. Like yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it's all the time. Like what y'all think? Like what y'all think? Like yeah. I'll be all going smack, like may the best man win. But... <laughs> Probably some wild man was out to do that, but I mean, I I believe it. Yeah. Um, but I know, like when girls send, like I'll send pictures and be like, "We'll be looking at what that look like," you know, like and it's like, "Oh, he's cute," or "Oh, girl, I don't know about that," or "You know, you don't like this," or "You know, you don't like that," and it kind of just gives you like that, you know, little moment to have a powwow. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I guess yeah. for me now, like I'm just. So privately, everything now. Yeah, but you gotta protect your situations too. So I get that. You do, you do, because your friends will bring it back in your face too. It's like, oh, damn, what happened with you and such and such, man? You just over her career the other day. Now I got somebody else. Now you're in career cooking for you and shit. What happened? And it's like, damn, bro, I'm not cooking for you. (laughs) Man, listen, I mean, I had on the podcast (laughs) one of my friends did that bam and shit. Was like, yo, so you're such and such crib. So then she cooked for you. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah. like don't do this here. Exactly, it's not the place, <laughs> but you know that's what friends do. So oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, nah, I got oh, some wild God. friends, y'all. Man, yeah, I don't know. I think um, one thing I don't know. I hate thinking about heartbreak because for I love hard, like I love real hard. Yeah, I do so, too. And then like I'm a Scorpio, so I'm very much possessive. I'm very much like. That's just that's my thing. Um, I ain't crazy no more. I kind of I'm over that. That's good. Grow out of yeah, it. Yeah, you know you gotta thank God for deliverance sometimes. You do. But I um I definitely like if that's what we doing, like that's what we doing. So as far as like what has heartbreak like taught me, mm-hmm. I think to be true to myself, like you said, similar like about what I want and what I don't. Because a lot of times we ignore signs and stuff like that and you can, you know, avoid yeah. heartbreak when you, you know, dealing like that. Um, but also, when, it taught me that, like, when I go through certain stuff, it catapults me in so many other ways. Like, whenever I go through something that's, like, tough and emotional and bad, I'm always doing something that's going to level me up, like, after. Like, one of the worst heartbreaks that I've been through happened, like, while I was living here. And immediately after that like I ended up getting like my cosmetology license I started working like doing that on the side and like just a bunch of good things started happening after because I guess I'd be so busy trying to like come up off of how I'm feeling emotionally yeah and like put that energy elsewhere um so yeah that's that's like my thing even now like 
today I was annoyed, like super annoyed. And I was like, let me get my life together because I, I got <laughs> to be, be on this podcast and be present. But, you know, when, when things like that happen, like it helps you to kind of, if you, if you grasp it right, yeah. it'll help you to kind of like refocus and be like, okay, boom, like I can't sit on this. I will give myself a second though. Like, girl, go ahead and get it together, get it out. Yeah. And then go on and move on. But yeah, I think that it definitely taught me I can. I got the bounce back for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. that's why definitely why I wanted to kind of bring it up because I feel like podcasting for me is very therapeutic. So talking to people about different stuff sometimes helps me like find other ways to deal with it. You know, so yeah. I was just festering on it all day. Yeah. And letting it get to you. But of course, you need to have your moments because we're human beings. You know, we're not brutes. Yeah, of course. Nothing wrong with that. So I guess to change the pace a little bit, yeah. um, what's a question that you really don't care to know the answer to? Because I think we all have those. Man, this was hard. Really? Because I got one off break. Really? <laughs> yes. I kind of cheated with mine, so maybe we should go with yours. Okay, so you know the term master bedroom. I really yeah. don't want to find out what, oh. the, what the definition of a master bedroom, like where does it come from, where it derives from, due to obvious reasons with slavery and shit. So with me, it's yeah. like, I try to find another term for it, maybe like the main room or... <laughs> The owner room or something. I don't know. I haven't really thought it through yet. Granted, I know kind of probably corny to some people, but I'm just like, dog, like the master bedroom. Like, who comes up with this term? Why is it called that? Like, uh, the other bedrooms don't have like fancy names, right? They don't mean guests, living room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, family room. I think I said family room already, but yeah, like guest room, family room, uh, living room. I don't really, of course, they got man caves or whatever now for the basement, but master bedroom. That's not something I really need to know the history of behind the name. So now I want to like Google it. See, <laughs> <laughs> now I want to be like, I wonder why. But I mean, I mean, obviously we know what was going on in there. But like to keep it real simple, it's probably just the master's bedroom. Like, That's can you true. leave it there? You're right. Maybe I'm I'm too woke. Maybe I need to take a nap. You? <laughs> I'm thinking about it too hard. <laughs> Plausibly, but I mean, I don't know. That's just one question I could think of top of my head. It's like I don't really need to know the answer to. Um. Let me think. So you said you cheated. You still there? I am. You know that was that trifling man calling me, interrupting me. Oh, damn, man. You know what? What? I'm not doing it. I'm not even about to let it mess up my energy. Anyway, so yeah, the master bedroom, he was in their sleep. That's what that is. That's what it is? Really? I don't know. I didn't Google it. That's what I'm going to go with. (laughs) We'll find that works then. So uh, since you said you you Googled your question, then I guess we can skip to something else then. That's cool. Um, well, I still want to say it, I think. Nah, it with, is a thing. Go for it. Um, When will I die? Or, like, how will I die? Oh, let's get morbid. Let's go. Because it's like, you're going to be on edge, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be on edge about everything. Like, if I find out, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die, like, on an airplane. Like, nigga, I love to travel. What you talking about? Right. So now every time I'm on a plane, I'm going to be, like, shook. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little... It's good, it's good for it to be a mystery. That's why we call life the, our current life the present, right? It's a yeah. Gift. You don't know what's going to happen, man. But, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. And even that's why I don't do stuff like, um, like if people are into it, like, cool, go you. But I can't take, like, like the fortune tellers or whatever they're oh, called. Oh, yeah, palm like readers. That. I don't play with it. I don't nope. either. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't want to know. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't really mess too much with stuff in the spiritual realm too much. Yeah, so, nah, I'll I, leave that right where it's at. <laughs> nah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, to each his own. For those yeah. that listen and do do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I watch it on Twitter a lot when people talk about it. I think it's interesting, but I just can't. Yeah, it is. I definitely want to get an understanding or at least an idea of what tarot cards are all about. You know? Yeah, right? I'm, I don't want to deem them as bad or evil because I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, and I don't view it like that either. I just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm already an overthinker, so I feel like it would just take me over the edge. Nah, I'm with you on that. So, <laughs> to jump to another question, so I saw someone tweet this the other day, and it kind of made me think. Um, do you think that pop culture is just expired black culture? I, I wrote no. Um, oh, no. okay. I don't think it's expired. I think it's okay. very present. Break that down. I think. I think that. Um, what happens is, like, black people do cool stuff, but we just don't get the credit mm. for it a lot. And it only becomes cool 
when somebody mainstream that doesn't look like us does it. For instance, nigga, we've been dancing on these social media platforms for years. Soldier Boy had us doing all kind of stuff off True of that. YouTube. All kind of stuff off of YouTube. And that was years ago. Then you have these grandmas, these white grandmas on TikTok now dancing to Meg the Stallion. Why? <laughs> uh, Why? Beats me. It came from us. Like, this is our thing. Like, this is what we do. And, like, if you just really want to go, like, all the way, I'm not even going to get deep into this, but if you want to go all the way there, like, especially on the entertainment tip, like, we were used for entertainment for yeah. them a lot. You know what I'm saying? So then when you come back to the fact of, like, now y'all want to do something that's going to be lucrative because at the end of the day, it's all about a coin. Now it's like... It's like, well, all right. So you another technical difficulty again for those listening. Sorry. It's all good. Your man found a different phone to call me from. I can't. Not good grief. Tonight. I can't. Yeah, let it give it a rest, sir. I can't. I'm blocking <laughs> everything. Everything coming my way tonight. Um, all all good. Yeah, but um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the grandmas on, on TikTok. Like, it all comes from us. At the end of the day, they want to capitalize off of what they know is going to, you know, start some traction. So I True. think it's just a matter of who has their hands on it and who has the access to be able to make it exposed to the public. I don't I think see. it's inspired at all, though. I see. I guess for me, I guess the reason why people probably say it's expired is because I was watching this um, documentary called, I think it was called The Remix. Mm-hmm. And it had this um, stop. Little Kim's fashion stylist from the 90s. I think she still is to this day. Mary J. Blige's fashion stylist. I cannot recall her name right now. I've said it before in the podcast, so if y'all get mad at me for it, I'm sorry. But scrambling. But anyways, like her and uh, Dapper Dan was another uh, big time stylist from back in the day in Harlem. Like mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when they used to have like MCM and all of that, or Gucci. They had yeah. like, Gucci jackets with the logos all over the place. Now yeah. a lot of brands are doing that. Like It could be from Lacoste. It could be Fila, whomever, it's like all the brands are doing that now, but it's like black people were doing this back in the 80s. Now all of a yeah. sudden in 2020 or whatever, y'all want to decide to start putting big logos on your clothing brands and have it posted all over the clothes now versus back in the day to try to keep it very simple and chic. Like yeah. here's a little polo logo, here's a little Lacoste logo. You can't right. really tell what it is. So right. I'm thinking in that regard, at least on the fashion side, I'm not too fashion savvy. I'm assuming <laughs> that's probably why people say like uh, pop culture is um, inspired black culture because we don't really see it. Well, now we see a lot of black people doing it again because that's what brands are putting on it. But yeah, yeah. so that's I can kind of see the ar- argument for both. But your point yeah. makes sense as well. Yeah, no, Definitely. I get that. So Misa Hilton, that's her name. There we go. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did yeah, not want to leave her um, name out. She looked just like um, Lil Kim. She definitely does. Yeah. I thought they were related when they right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, so, um, well, I guess to keep it in the realm of entertainment and black mm-hmm. culture, so mm-hmm. I just actually became a mulatto fan, the rapper. Did you? Yeah, she's cool. I like to listen to, I listened to her randomly one day last week when I was feeling ratchet um, <laughs> at work, and I was like, I like her. Yeah, me too. She's I, cool. I appreciate her. No, yeah. She definitely is. I mean, you know, if I saw her on the show, I probably said what's up. You silly. But, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Beyond that, though, um, I saw some people that posted like she had a show out Alabama recently. And for obvious reasons, people were very judgy and mad about it, which I can understand the concern. But I did see an artist. It might have been JT from City Girls or one of those artists that was talking about how, you know, how a lot of us are working through the pandemic right now because of Mm -hmm. bills and everything like that. And she made the same argument. She's like, yo, this is how I feed my family. Like, what y'all expect me to do? So. I guess, do you think, like, is the judgment necessary or even valid to you? Or how would you say, what would you go about saying it? Like, Okay. So my first thing is, because I've had multiple family members affected by COVID, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you got to be careful out here. On the other hand, it's like, we can't just stay in the house forever. And True. it's, it's, um... I don't know. It's it's really like all about how you take care of yourself and like the social distancing and the wearing your mask and whatever like that. 
I do feel like, and I don't know, know like how many people were at the concert and stuff like that or what they had going on. I haven't seen any pictures and stuff, but. Oh, it was packed. It was packed, like close, close. Yeah, oh, I'm talking about like homecoming Did they have levels. Masks on at least? No. I mean, they had some masks on in there, but you know. A couple. A couple, uh, but you know, people had it on their, on their necks because they can't breathe. So. Yeah, you know. I get that. I get that too. Yeah, yeah that's the part for me that's kind of like, y'all, that's gross. Like, we trying to not die out here in these streets. But then also, I get what she's saying about that's how she makes her money. Now, let me say this on the mm-hmm. flip. Y'all out here keep rapping about all this money y'all got. <laughs> you should have some money to last you a little while if a pandemic gonna last you six months to a year, sis. True. For real. Like, you not hurting for one concert in Alabama, of all places, <laughs> to make a bag. But you And you gonna blow it on some BS anyway. True that. More than likely. Yeah. So, and especially like, and I was listening to something she said, and she was saying that how she had a little bit of money before she got signed or whatever she got going on. And it's like, okay, so then y'all need to manage that stuff properly because when stuff like this happens, yeah, just like you need to get paid and that's your job and it's normal life, like the sickness or, you know, this pandemic is real for everybody too. So you can't just at the expense of you needing a check. We all need a check, sis. Unemployment doesn't stop. Like, everybody needs a check. But you need to also be responsible about what you have. Like, I'm real big on, like, you got to be a good steward over what you have. It ain't about always blowing the bag. Like, you might got it, but you don't got to spend it like that. Just relax for a little bit. Like, we all sitting down. Nah, I'm with you on that. (laughs) Right. Nah, I'm with you on that, young, because it's like, even myself, I always talk about taking calculated risk out here. And it's like, a concert is just not a part of a calculated risk for me at this point in my life, or even right now. You know, like... It's so many other myriad of ways for artists to get paid out here. I feel like outside of their music, especially if you know how to use your star power correctly or however your team yeah. got it set up. I don't know how rappers move these days really at this point, kind of don't care anymore. But right. I just feel like I can't tell about how to use their platform either. But I just feel like, man, like with the star power you have, you could do so much more outside of what venue was show. this? Ah, let me. I'm gonna try to Google something real quick, but I'm okay. not too familiar with like um thinking like Alabama venues. If you're not in a spot where okay, COVID concert, right? Mm-hmm. If you can do social distancing or whatever, y'all got to sit. I don't know a seat apart or something like that, or I don't know if you can make it cute in COVID. Okay, fine. But if you can, it's like, there's so many other, especially because everybody's at home on their phones. Like, I'm a little bit, like, quarantine concerted out, though, I will say. But (laughs) if you can, like, create some type of way to make, um, you know, like, an at-home concert that's dope. Like, not just you up there rapping. And I'll be the one to say everything that I've seen from Megan Thee Stallion, COVID, quarantine, I haven't enjoyed it. So, y'all can say what y'all want, but I don't like that. Like, I don't think she's a good performer, I don't like to see her, and I'm a big Megan fan, but I just don't enjoy it. Like, it's just, it looks awkward to me. Yeah. I'm not no. here for it. Um, but with that being said, then you have somebody like, um, who did I see? Um, I did do an Erica Badu COVID concert, which was dope. That she sounds did it, like, like it. In her house. The tickets were $1. And of course, she has millions of people that love her. So she made her bag. And then um, Jadena had an Instagram situation. Whoever was his person holding his cell phone, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. They put on a whole production in his apartment. Like, outfit changes, room changes with different decor inside, like all this stuff. So there's ways to go about it, make your bag, be creative. Like, But you being irresponsible, sis, got these people outside coughing and hacking and breathing. (laughs) <laughs> each other's air. I'm not terrible. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Double XL actually tweeted three days ago, and yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try to send you that. I thought you'd be able to see it, but like, dog, this jump was jumping. Oh, like, I don't like it. Nah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. There, I don't want them to be there. Yeah, I like, I don't, oh I don't, no, it's a whole thing. I told you. Like, I'm just like, oh. that's insane. At a time like this, this is just wild to me. It's oh. like I said, you can use your star power to do so much other stuff. Like, for example, Saul Weedy, or how you pronounce her name, she has YouTube 
show she does now. Like she has like a little cooking show she did that I watched. Oh yeah, that's cute. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm sure brands will collaborate with you to do whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, yeah. as far as how much you get paid, you get what you negotiate. You know, so right. it's just like and you, ain't gotta... you have to tap into your other things too. Like figure the thing about this whole quarantine and COVID and whatever thing is like. You gotta like you're spending time with yourself. So at some point, even if you wanted to sit in the house and do nothing, you're figuring out about yourself what you like and what you don't like. Right. So you can be in the house and figure out that like sweetie did, like you like to cook or whatever. Like figure out some other stuff because you can't just rap this because after a while we're gonna get tired of hearing it. <laughs> like you have to have something else to offer. Honestly. Right. Nah, yeah, I right. don't know. That's interesting to me. It uh uh uh. uh. Nah, but you know, so that's a hustle mentality, though. And if that's where she comes from, I get that. It's like whatever it's going to take to get the bag, and I respect that. Yeah. But you know, get the bag respectfully. Nah, I would t- get the bag respectfully. That's the title. But um, <laughs> nah, I respect it as well. Like I'm not knocking about get it how you live by all means, but I just think like at a time like this, there's other ways you can be creative. Like we all, yeah. everybody's human. All of us are sitting at home for the most part and finding out other ways to keep ourselves either entertained to make money or whatever like mm-hmm. this is just life man but i get it i guess adapt to how you want to adapt yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah i'm <laughs> with you i'm not pulling up for that either so this is something i love talking about not love talking about but i mean it's, it's here so Wells Fargo ceo said recently that uh while it might sound like an excuse the unfortunate reality is that there aren't very there's a very limited pool of black talent to recruit from and I was just wondering of all times to bring this up or say this, because I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure most of these companies, these banks, or whatever, have some pretty racist people higher up, which is, I mean, ain't shit we can do about it. So I'm not going to sit and go on a rant, but like to come out and say that at a time like this, like it's kind of wild. Not like, come on, bro. Like, are you doing this on purpose so people, black people, take their money out? Not to mention that Wells Fargo is also known for making predatory like home loans for black and Latino mm-hmm. homeowners. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation, but I'm just thinking, like, yeah. man, the time for this was just terrible. Like, horrible timing. Yeah. You like, couldn't have been any more just off off kilter with this. I um, I feel like, first of all, I don't feel like there's a a like a lack of talent at all. Me either. There, there's no way. There's people getting degrees in this stuff all the time, let alone in Wells Fargo. Like, you can move up. You don't even have to have a degree for a lot of those positions, especially if you start off in the bank. Like, Charlotte has a Wells Fargo corporate here. Mm. And so a lot of, like, my patients um, at the dental office and a lot of, like, even the people that I meet out, they are contracted with Wells Fargo doing project manager things. Or even if they start in as a teller, it's easy for you to move up because they like to hire within um so yeah it's gonna be a no for me nah, it's gonna be a you. hard no for me nah, i'm with you on that i really think we're at this point now and honestly i think people are just doing this outrage marketing and shit for their companies now because it's like they do stuff on purpose knowing that it's going to trigger a certain crowd of people and when people get yeah. triggered what do they usually do they usually talk about it social media to wherever word of mouth and it's like damn yeah. like this now but at the same time that creates brand awareness it does. Unfortunately, like, you know, like, I'm the, a prime example, even like, um, you know, after all this shit that R. Kelly did and finally got charged, his streaming, streaming numbers went the hell up. Like, Ain't that crazy? way up. It is crazy, but then you got to think of it like somebody that's not familiar, which, if you live on this planet, I don't know how you're not familiar with his music, but it's just like, damn, really? I wonder why people say this. Go back and listen to the music and find out why. Yeah, and then you like it and you say yeah, it. Exactly. Mad. It's like, <laughs> duh, what the hell? But, I, I mean, I that, think, that I guess we're just creatures of, um, what's that word? Creatures of habit. You yeah. know, we see, we hear about something, we want to learn more about it. You yeah. Know, so. I think uh, on that note, though, even with, like, Wells Fargo, like, I get irritated when companies talk about, like, diversity initiatives. It yeah. bothers me so much because I'm like, at the end of the day, if a person is qualified as a good candidate for whatever position, hire them. Like, it's so surface with it. They know what they want. They know what they're looking for. They know what they want their company to, like, physically, like, look like. Mm-hmm. So that's how they move. And so I was reading that article, and it was saying that, like, something like 3 out of 10 or 3 out of 12 of the people were Black. 
on the board and then like one of them is like Latino or something. Wow. And I'm sitting here saying, okay, that's all well and fine. But you know, like, well, I don't know if you know, but I love food, so I'm fat. Everything is always a food analogy for me. Same but here. I'm sitting here thinking like, if I have a chocolate chip cookie and it's only three chocolate chips in it, I'm pissed off. That ain't no chocolate chip cookie to me. Right, no like, flavor. You can't, yeah, it ain't none. Like, it's like you can't tell me that three people on your team is supposed to appease me, especially when you know those three people are in those boardrooms and can't even get a word in edgewise. They're not, whatever their thoughts are, are not even being taken into consideration. And it's just kind of like, mm, I don't really like that. So I think that like, if you want to do a diversity initiative, I think it should start from the very, very bottom, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it should be from the get-go, even with, like, internships or um, entry-level positions, y'all should be hiring, even if they have, like, no experience, just based upon the fact that they just came out of school and they're probably going to be eager to learn anyway, with a good paying salary. Because a lot of times what happens is they weed these people out because it's like, oh, well, you don't have enough experience. So, yeah, you might even have the degree in it. But you can't even get in the door because you don't have experience. And it's like, well, where are you supposed to get it from? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I hear a lot about a lot of my friends in whatever industry. Um, they go to school and get their four-year. They might even go back and get their master's. But then you come out and it's like, you don't have no experience. Well, I've been in school for eight, ten years. <laughs> Right. Learning this stuff, what do you mean? Like, this is where the experience is supposed to come from, like you. So what are you saying? Exactly. That's what kind of yeah. made me just say, I'm not going back to school after four years because I got called in that same situation. It's like, okay, I'm going to school, get my bachelor's. I got a job guaranteed, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Get, go ahead and graduate. And then now it's like, oh, well, you got to have your master's now. I'm like, fuck this shit. No, I'm yeah. already 30K <laughs> in debt. So now you want to go like 100K in debt just to get a yeah. job that I may or may not get. Like, no. Fuck that. Yeah. So, come on, man. Like, yeah. Give, give us That's a break. Similar. I went to, um, like, I went to Frostburg, like, my first year. And then I was like, you know what? My heart not even in this. Like, I've always been good in school, but I'm just not a school person. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm super creative, and I like to work with my hands. So I need to figure something out on that, too, because there's no way I'm going to be in school, have to pay back all this money, and then not even, like, going to work and clocking in every day for these people that don't care nothing about me. I and then, that. like, I came out of school, ended up, so I went to Frostburg, I think, I, 14 grand the year I was there. And wow. then I decided I wanted, I, I went to CSM or whatever, got my associates. And then, um, then I went, I moved to Charlotte and went to hair school. But the hair school I went to was top tier and I ended up paying them $22,000. And I'm sitting here saying, telling my mom, like, you were so pressed for me to go to a four year. I went to a four year for one year, went to CSM for two years to finish that out. I ended up, what seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars in debt when I could have just put that whole bunch towards something I really wanted to do that had nothing to do with the four year. That's yeah, nuts. That is. Yeah, but it's crazy. That's the dream they sell us as kids growing up, though. I mean, we're going to knock our parents with so much. It is. Yeah, it is. they did. They did what they knew. You know. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really because granted, trust me, my dad was on me too with the same shit. So I get it, but it's just like, bro, it it ain't that deep as you think it is. And for those yeah, that's listening, for those that's listening, it's a great documentary on this called The Ivory Tower. It talks about, I think it came out back in 2013. So a lot of kids that's in that, well, I should say adults because we're all adults now. But all those yeah. adults <laughs> in that documentary are like our, our age. So, you know, it's very uh, relatable. You said but, The Ivory Tower? Yeah, I'll send you a link to that joint. It's pretty okay. fire. Yeah. So um, I guess to move forward, even though this is a subject I'm kind of tired of talking about but i feel like we should at least touch on it a little bit mm-hmm. um so this vertical with brianna taylor's case i was just wondering do you think that i think the was it the lawyer that said this dumbass comment the attorney my apologies bankrupt mm-hmm. said that uh it's not fully what we wanted but this outcome brings us closer to justice i was just wanting to get your take on that because granted the case we feel how we feel about the case. We don't really got to go yeah. too much into that. But that comment, do you really think that like, this verdict really brings he us He could have just not said anything. Thank you. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of so. where I feel. I think he just wanted to have a piece, you know, to feel like he was including us. And yeah. that he wasn't so disappointed in the way that it happened, even though they all sick about it. Because everybody's sick about it. Of course. Um, It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you know. It's not all a loss, but it's like, nah, we lost, and it's 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 not okay, but we did, and we knew we would. 
Yeah, exactly. So, when they start talking about center barricades and shit before they even came to verdict out. I'm like, all right. Yeah, like you knew already. And that's Washington. why you know like what type of situation we really, really in. The fact that you gonna lock the city down and you ain't even like like officially give the verdict yet. Come on. Yeah. Nah Most man. It's yeah. it's exhausting. It's exhausting it to is. see, hear, experience. Because I think a lot of people tend to forget sometimes. Like we experience this shit on different levels, whether it's firsthand yeah. or secondhand. Like, duh, I can't tell you how many stories I've been harassed, even without having a record by the police yeah. off corny shit. And it's just like, all right, you clearly just want to, you on a power trip right now. So do what you got to yeah. do. Go about my business and go home, dog. So yeah. I think one of the realest tweets or, like, any social media commentary that I've seen is just, like, someone said um, how they word it. Like, the system wasn't built for us, so you can't expect it to protect us. And that's, it kind of just sums it up, like, at the end of the day, there's things in place. And the craziest thing about it is when these cops, when they go to cop school or rent a cop school, whatever, (laughs) they don't they're not studying law. Nope. They're studying the police handbook, right? Mm-hmm. So, and there's no question. You don't question it. But if you don't know the law and if you don't know that this, that you're reading in the handbook is a swindle on how to, you know, like get around whatever the actual law on this is, it's like, you gonna just do whatever. And I saw a post on Instagram. It was like an ex-cop or something. He said that he quit because I, I gotta look and see. I think I liked it. Um, he said that he quit the force because he couldn't sleep at night the way they did things. Wow. He was saying, you know, they used to have like fun little competitions about who could pull the most people over or who could write the most tickets that day or, Damn. you know, who could arrest um, the most, you know, like make it a game. And yeah. it's like, but you playing with people's lives and their livelihoods, you know what I'm saying? And then if you on that type of power trip already and then you get outside and you might meet somebody that's having a bad day and they buck at you, then it's a whole other situation. So, exactly. you know, I think at the end of the day, it's it's a lot to be said about just like the systems that are in place in general, which I hate to be the person, but I don't really know how much it's going to change in our lifetime. No, I'm with you. I feel, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel the same exact sentiments at this point. I was talking to my dad about this uh, not too long ago and I was just telling him like, Think about it, man. Like, you grew up, you lived through, of course, he was only a child, but he lived through, like, the civil rights movement. It's like, how much do you really see has changed since then? Granted, I mean, we can get out here and, you know, quote, unquote, try to be the best we can to get, you know, an even playing yeah. field for jobs and shit. But, like, though, like my man's Rashad said in my last podcast, until that 400-year gap is met, you know, yeah. closed, it's going to it's gonna keep doing this. And then I'm not, gosh, I really don't want to talk about this, but I'm not <laughs> trying to say, like, I'll just say this. I understand voter depression at this point. Yeah. Put it that way. That's the best way I can put it without trying to discourage anybody to exercise yeah. the right to vote. Because I definitely voted already, but, like, I understand it now. Like Absolutely, 100%. Goodness gracious. How many documentaries have we watched or stuff we've seen where it's like, all right, you know, I just got to go out there and vote no matter what. I'm like, all right, we're doing it. But, bro, let's take some action behind this voting. Like, mm-hmm. And then I, I, even another question I asked a couple episodes ago, but I'm still thinking to myself, like, how do you hold a politician accountable? Because once they get into office, and you know, every politician has this whole spiel about, yeah, when I get in office, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, do this, this, and this. And yeah. then when they get in office and they don't do it, it's like, okay, they're not doing it, but what the fuck are you going to do? They got the secret yeah. service behind them. You damn sure ain't going to go to war with them. You yeah. know, they got protection. They got security out here. I mean, granted, yeah. we are deep citizens, but how many people can you sit there and actually ask and say, like, yo, Go out there and put your life on the line for us because we need change. Like, those people don't have family members as well, you know? Right. People don't understand that. When you're out here protesting all that shit, you're not putting your, just yourself on the line. You're putting your whole family on the line. You yeah. don't know who's out here watching you. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and trust me, it is not that hard to find somebody's address. All you need is a first name, a last name, even a nickname. Nick can find mm, all your no, stuff. No, that's real. Oh, that's I so know real. it is. Trust I Googled me. myself. I found a whole bunch of stuff. I had to call around and get stuff taken off. And, this, and I'm like, Lord, what's going on? Y'all got every address I ever lived at. Same, young. Like, off the easiest Google. I'm like, I don't like that. Me either. And then the thing yeah. is, there's so many different websites that have that stuff. Dog, you'll be up for the rest of your life trying to fight to get all that shit wiped off. Yeah. Like, it's damn near impossible. So that's just what I say to that. Like, man, <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. I guess all we have is hope. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, too. It's like, even in the midst of, like, whatever's going on, 
literally, like you said, all we have is yeah. hope. And just keeping a positive outlook. Because honestly, even if it's not our generation or even if it's not, you know, going to be something that we see, I think eventually, you know, there's always there's always a progression. It might not be as True. fast or as dramatic as we want it to, but there's always a progression. So you got to kind of still stay in the mindset of like, we deserve better. So, you know. Nah, nah, you're right about that. So yeah. I guess one of the last things I want to wrap about before we get out of here, um, the one I saw a woman talk about this the other day, but she was saying like she kind of gets irritated to a degree with how our lives always get used as content. You know, like a little bit picking back off the Breonna Taylor situation. They had like a Breonna Taylor con not so long ago back, I think like in August. So they had a cookout and basically a giant like conference, I guess. For what reason behind really? the conference? I, a lot of you know, it's flyers for it. You can Google it. Brianna Taylor Con. I promise you that's what it was called. Did her mama some... get money off that? See, I don't know. I don't know any of that. And even like on the flyer, like her, her face was like kind of like faded in the back, but it wasn't in the forefront. But like, Child. like I guess uh, just not just with her, but just in general, like how do you feel about it? it seems like at this point of our lives, like our lives are kind of used for content. Like now I get it. It, it's important to educate people about what we go through and stuff like that, but I think there's a big difference between just exploitation and spreading awareness. Yeah. To me at this point. Or even just enjoying the fact that you can post stuff on social media. Like, I think a lot of times I had to check myself about, like, what am I posting for? Like, what am I posting this for? You know what I'm saying? Like, the mm-hmm. intention behind it. Because it's one thing to like be posting to educate, like you said. It's another thing to post for awareness. It's another thing to be posting because you want to post. I don't, um, I don't love those kind of things. Or you posting content, like especially if it's like a Breonna Taylor type of situation, or if it's like a Black Lives Matter thing. The funny mm-hmm. thing is, because I do like um, like coasters and trays and like all that kind of stuff. Right. And when when the protests were going on, I was like inclined to do like a black is essential type of whatever or like you know like to yeah. mix and like catch that buzz and it's just like it's a thing that you do like you don't even think about it it's like right. everything is about get the bag you know what I'm saying like people gonna buy this and I didn't do it because I felt like this ain't what we doing it for like this is not what we're doing it for and I had to check myself personally and be like I don't want it like that so I, I did I... end up doing like a or like a special edition like style, but I kept it real true to like what I've been doing instead of like clickbait type, you know, like let's just put this black of the central or the Black Lives Matter or whatever on something to make it sell. Cause people gonna buy it. So I don't I don't know. I don't really like it when it's um like you said, like exploitation. Yeah. Um, but just to share, uh, we've gotten like we just gotten away from like what social media used to be. Like MySpace used to be lit. It did. You used to be on there with your top, your top eight. You know, you got your yep. friends on there. You could put your music on your page. Like, it was a fun time. And it now was. everything is like monetized. Everything you have to think so hard. Like even with my Instagram page, I'm like, how many pictures of this kind of thing do I want to post? Or how many pictures are there? What? When do I post it and what time and it's analytics and it's followers and it's this and it's that. And it's just like, why can't we just enjoy it? Because like, nah, it does you. get draining and it does get annoying. It really does. It does. It reaches a point sometimes where it's just like, dog, I ain't fight posting anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to just, just sit back break. and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, because it's just like, oh, boy, it's, it's, it's daunting. And it's like the older you get, the more, at least for me, like the older I get, the more it's just like, it's just not as fun as it used to be anymore. It's you know, not. it's like if I got to find other ways to, to find entertainment, man, because one day, you know, everybody's telling endless jokes or tweeting funny stuff. And the next day, I mean, I get it. It's our reality. So we can't skip over some stuff. But sometimes I'm like, dog, I'm scrolling past this. I don't care about what yeah. you're talking about right now. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I got, like you said earlier, protect your peace by all means. You all know, right. It's hard, though, because, you know, like. You on you on a, these platforms where you can see somebody posting about flowers and butterflies, and you scroll down, then it's Breonna Taylor. You scroll down past that, it's a car. You scroll down past that, somebody arguing about whether or not you spending this kind of money on a date. Scroll, like it's so many, 
so many different things happening at one time. It's draining. Like, you don't even know where to compartmentalize these thoughts. Nah, I'm with you on that, man. Like, it's, it's drove me to the point where, outside of social media, because I ain't going to say at, like, social media even is that big of a factor for me anymore. Because I used to have fear of missing out, at least in college, with Twitter and stuff. But now I'm like, dog. I see it when I see it. I really don't care that much anymore. I'm not too invested. Like, it got to the point where even I had to just, like, go see a therapist for a little while because life just yeah. got hectic. Real life, not social media life. But otherwise, yeah, like, yo, dog, yeah. I need to take a break yeah. and talk to somebody that doesn't yeah. know me or has no bias towards me or for me. So, yeah, I definitely right. tell anybody from now and anytime they even feel like it's necessary, man, definitely go see a therapist. Just because. I just tweeted that today. I just tweeted that today. Like, especially, like, men. I always love for, like, a guy to be like, yeah, I went to therapy or, like, I'm seeking it. Because it is, it's it's necessary. I think that, like, we don't take enough care of our mental. And, like, not to even just, like, ride that mental health wave. But, like, we go to the Mm -hmm. gym. We try to watch what we eat. But, like, your mind, like, your spirit, like, you have to make sure that's good, too. Because if that's messed up, it ain't no different than you chomping down on McDonald's every exactly. day. Exactly. It's no different. It's going to break you down the same way not taking care of your physical body is going to break you down. It's so important. Nah, I'm with you on that. So, before we get out yeah. of here, I definitely wanted to end on a high note or a funny note. So, yes. I would guess, from your childhood, I would guess, all your your adult years, what would you say is one of, like, your most favorite memories and why oh man my most favorite memory uh from childhood okay it didn't take a while i can come up with something really quick yeah come up with something i'm like let me, Oof, let me think here because i don't want to go to college i want to go to high school because high school was kind of loud for me up until like 12th oh, grade yeah. but <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would probably say, like, the Marlin movies, because, like, and for those that are from Waldorf, Merlin or whatever, from, or at least I, like, got an idea of the area, like, the shopping mall is right across the street from the movie theater, and, yeah, I remember one night, I was, like, 10 deep with some of my homeboys that went to McDonald's with me or whatever, and, like, <laughs> like, we went to the park, like, we, uh, you could walk to, like, to the, uh, movie theater from the mall or whatever, and we were walking down the street or whatever, and some guys pulled up on us. I'm assuming they were from, like, Brandywine, because somebody said, like, yo, this cat go to Gwen Park. I'm like, cool, we don't care. So some car drives down the street and, like, cut his lights off and start fake like he's going to shoot us and shit, and we're like, all right, nigga, we'll see you when we get all down right. there. Bet, like, we're not moving. Plus, we're 10 deep, it's only like four years. Now we'll see you if he's going to shoot Well, at you. the time, <laughs> listen, when you're a young teenager, you say stupid shots at your mouth, but you can't run around acting scared either because, you know, oh, I had to have Lord. a little heart. So we went down there. And of course, <laughs> when we got down there, I think only one day man was outside. He was acting all scary and shit. And then one other guy, <laughs> this isn't funny, but fuck it, it's funny. He was getting arrested for some reason. <laughs> he was like, yo, man, call my mama Mo 202. And then, like, uh, 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 uh. swear on everything, I was cracking the fuck up. So me and my man, we ended up just sneaking into the oh movie theater because, you know, the t- like, when you get your ticket slow, rip, go back outside with three of them, give them to your mans, y'all keep going back and forth and shit. So we ended up seeing the movie free that night, and niggas that try to fight that's going to shoot us end up getting into some shit. So, yeah, that's a fun. Yeah, that was a great, it was a great night, you know? I, I enjoyed myself, and I think I got a phone number. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's always gosh, a W right but... there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of my favorite memories. That's hilarious. Yeah, my... Gosh, I don't know if I have like one specific okay. one, but I will tell you what I miss. Uh, okay. I miss like hanging out with like my girlfriends and like making up dances to the songs on the radio. Oh, wow. Like 3LW. Let me mm. tell you something. We used to be Destiny's Child. We used to be 3LW. We were Cheetah Girls. Like, we had all the choreography down, like, outfits. We're dancing in the living room for family, and y'all gonna sit there and watch <laughs> us put down this one, two, three. This full eight count, this is what we're here for right now. I miss that. It was so fun as a kid, like, yeah, I like that. That was that no, was I was about to say, because y'all definitely used to get it in the recess, too. With the dancers routine. That, I ain't oh forgot. My God, <laughs> Do you know how many times we used to get in trouble for like low key twerking on oh the playground? <laughs> Listen, hey posse, 
and we was doing all the little dances. And, oh man, what a that time! Was, that <laughs> what was a time. a time to be alive for sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, nah, yeah. for sure. So before we get up out of here, is there anything you wanted to like plug a shout out? Um, yeah, so I'll shout my business out, Lily Lifestyle Home Decor. You can go to my website, it's basicandbudgeting.com slash shop, and all the goodies are on there. I'm going to be doing, like, some special edition holiday stuff coming up soon since we're getting around, like, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Um, I'll be doing some gift sets and that kind of thing. So you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Lily, L-I-L-Y, Lifestyle, L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-E, um, for all that good stuff. All right, bet that. So I'm going to put it in the description so that way people want to, like, get directly in contact with you. They can make that yeah, happen. Yeah, cool. For sure. Sound good to me. Definitely. So, um, no, nah, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I I had a ball as well, you know. Um, definitely happy back again. Hopefully, maybe in person. I'm speaking into existence one day because yes, that nah, be will fun. be. Man, I miss the studio a lot. Then I can like we could like pour up. I'll oh yeah, honest. we definitely can. I've done some episodes drunk on here too. So yeah, oh, yeah. my birthday episode. It was like <laughs> two hours straight. What was it called? Uh, enough tequila thoughts. Boy, I don't know what the oh, hell I was yeah. talking about for the two hours, but it was great. So. <laughs> yeah so everybody this is all our time to the next time we are out peace bye